podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Modern leaders. It's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you, engineered to a higher standard, the human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Modern leaders. It's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you, engineered to a higher standard, the human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. I know you're tired of loving, of loving with nobody to love. Nobody, nobody has found somebody. No leaving this party with nobody to love. Nobody, nobody. I know you're tired of loving, of loving with nobody to love. Nobody, nobody. Is Emre John our somebody to love? It's a day tripper. Gary Lineker mixing his metaphors like a plum told us Brendan had thrown in a white towel. What did you think? And tonight we're going to reflect on Liverpool's narrow defeat in Madrid and ponder Brendan's decision making. We'll also look forward to the visit of eye gouging wind up merchant Jose Mourinho and his pricey Chelsea crew. I'll have a few of our trippers chats. So to rant and rave and maybe have a little cry with me in the bunker tonight are Paul Brennan, Dave Thomas, and Phil Casey. I'm glad we lost one now. Okay. Um, <laughs> That lose, yeah. As opposed oh, to, as opposed to, you're glad we lost three. one nil. As opposed That's to losing three nil, you're just going to cut that out what? and put it at the start of the podcast <laughs> narrative. Okay, um, yeah. I suppose we have to review Real Madrid one, Liverpool nil. So, can we start? What? <laughs> can we start with uh, with the selection, Dave Thomas? It's a very controversial thing, wasn't it? Well, it is and it isn't controversial. It depends. Well, it was. It, well, it's caused controversy in that respect, but yeah. it wasn't. I don't think it was controversial for me. I don't think it's any different to what other managers of big clubs have done. I don't think it's any different to what managers of Liverpool have done. You know, Rafa Benitez used to prioritise <coughs> games, prioritise trophies. He's played weekend <coughs> teams away in the Champions League for games he didn't need to win. Um, I think if we were, and I think Rodgers has made the similar point, if we were coming off a four or five game winning streak... Um, you know, in great form, or if this was, you know, in that run of 12 games we had at the back end of last season, then you can make an argument that we know what our strongest 11 is. But really, I think Sterling aside, maybe, you know, who didn't play last night that is a nailed on, you know, starter based maybe. on form? Maybe Henderson. Maybe yeah, no. Henderson. <clears throat> you know. Yeah, well, Coutinho isn't, but a lot of people think he should be. Yeah, but Coutinho can't play two games in a week. 
I mean, Gerard he is always a nailed on starter. So Gerard is a nailed that's, on that's starter. That's four right away. But, uh, yeah, and but then, on form, I think what the point I was making is on form, you know, if you mm. take the names out of it, if you mm. take, and we've talked about, you know, Brendan having a little bit of uh, favouritism or people that we think play perhaps when they don't merit play. And I think Gerard's one of those players. Mm. Um, you know, I think I think there was more good than bad last night in terms of the selection. I think dropping Jared for a big game is a really important psychological long term thing. That's right? a, that's no that that that's a fair point. And like Paul, would you would you have a similar feeling about it? like that? That was possibly one of the good things that came out of it was that we saw we could go and maybe not be awful in his absence. Yeah, well, like I started off kind of looking around. I saw, you know, the news kind of filtered through as the afternoon came on that there was going to be a lot of changes. Mm. And at first, everybody was going mad. And they just, I, I, I kind of said, we've been crap. Like, so I've, I've no problem with changes. I, I don't see what the problem is. Mm. And then the more I kind of like thought about it, I was like, I'm absolutely delighted with this. Like, that yeah. because it's what we've been crying out for. That they, like we keep saying he's doing the same things every week, same people making the same mistakes every single week. And then he, the time, when he goes and changes it, everybody's in uproar saying, No, 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 you can't change exactly. Like, exactly. So like it, it just shows that there's no pleasing people. I, I was fairly delighted with it, and I thought it, I thought it paid off. <clears throat> fairly well wasn't it though Phil the game in which he chose to do that <clears throat> what Paul's talking about that if, if you'd done that against Newcastle the game that we all watched together in a, in a, in a, in a, in a very happy state if, he, if he'd done it there we'd have been happy wouldn't we you know uh, but it's because it was Real Madrid that a lot of people went you know this is what we've waited for this is the big Champions League night you don't start fucking about here and that's how people saw it they saw him as messing about see uh, again it depends on on on, on on your viewpoint on it, like there is a part of you that says, you know, if you go out and get tumped last night off the back of a, a poor result against Newcastle and you play a second string, that the amount of pressure that's on him at the weekend then is unbelievable to get. And there, there's a there's a big amount of pressure on him to get a result now against Chelsea for doing what he did. Yeah. <clears throat> there's also the fact that the team hasn't performed all season, with the exception of the Spurs game. So if he he could make the changes in any of the games. And nobody would have really said said anything. Yeah. The only difference was that this was Real Madrid and the Bernabeu, and there was a, there was almost a sense that when we heard, and I suppose <clears throat> we've got to separate two things here. There's the actual team he chose, right, and then there was the rumours of the team that was going to start that yeah. went on for nearly twenty four hours beforehand, mm. and people had already sort of seen this as a white flag before the team was even named mm. because we were all expensing, expensing, expecting, <laughs> <laughs> expecting. I wonder where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> expecting Glenson at right back and then we were also expecting to see Lambert up front and we're expecting to see Ghosty in, in there as well and, uh, and you know Emery Jan. and no and no Jan and yeah. you know and you were looking at it saying what type of team is is this? Mm. well like the team that that was that was widely rumored would have seen Lana Coutinho and um, Markovic as a tree behind Balotelli or no sorry behind Lambert as a as a frontman mm. right and then with Lucas and Allen holding the midfield and then a back four, which was Glenson, Skirtle, um, Torre, and Moreno, right? Mm. And and that was that what that's what led to the crescendo of noise around the idea that we put up a white flag and we didn't actually give a shit if we got thumped out going out to going out to Real Madrid. Mm. <clears throat> when you did actually see this team selection, and we saw Manquillo start, we saw that Moreno started, who are our best fullbacks. You know, we we saw Torre start, and I said two weeks ago, I was saying that look, Torre of all the defenders we have looks the most natural leader of all the defenders. I didn't have an issue with Torre starting in that game at all. Um, and I think he performs better in the, in the bigger games, which he's always done since he's been at the club. 
<coughs> and then you see the midfield and you see Emery John in there and you see Alan in there and you see Lucas yeah Lucas you raise your eyebrows and you go mm, not really sure is that, that much much more of an upgrade on, on Gerard? I probably would have preferred to see Henderson in there and have the three with, with the most legs that was there and then you're looking up top and you're seeing Barini start he's going to run all night for you if, you, if, if, you're, if you're going to play the way we played last night and you could see the way we were going to set up from the start of this then it made sense to play him because he will do hustling and hurry and we saw he was chasing down Casillas whenever he got on the ball so <clears throat> Separating the actual team selection to the build-up to the team selection, that's what I think got most people's backs up, was the feeling that we were putting out a really weakened team, when in fact we didn't put out that much of a weakened team at all when it came down to it. You, you could say that those players were chosen because the players who had been chosen up until then, who were being rested, just hadn't performed over two to three games at that stage. And there was, and a, there was a huge amount of sorry, Paul, yeah, go ahead. That, like, that, that's what pleased me, that Rogers did come out and like say like he didn't kind of skirt around and say oh yeah I'm kind of trying to rest some people for it. He, he said no that wasn't good enough against Newcastle and he made the point of saying look at that look at our recent form like hey, you try and pick a best 11 out of that and it's like the, there's been a lot of stuff written about how we he kind of threw the game but like the, the our form was just ridiculous like mm. so to think that the, that team wasn't going to get whipped if he just put out the same team again I, I thought they would have lost very heavily if he put out this the team the kind of listless, rudderless team that he's put out the past few weeks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the the fact that Real Madrid, and we're going to talk about it, it's one half of a double header. He's got to go now and A, you know, reward the players who played well on Wednesday night with, <coughs> with by being in the team on Chelsea. If, it, if his line about some of this is about dropping players who haven't performed, then you've got to say that there are at least probably two or three players who've, who played last night who've played their way into the team. Mm-hmm. So that that's the first uh, bit, you know. It's the, it's the first part of a double header. This will only look good if we beat Chelsea, yeah. Or if we get well, no. If we beat Chelsea, I think we have to beat them, right? Mm-hmm. If he loses against Chelsea, it's three defeats in a week, and it doesn't matter how you dress it up. Mm-hmm. The selection thing goes out the window. The final thing, I mean, not the final thing, but the other thing I say about the Real Madrid game is this: you know, one of the criticisms being made of Rogers is that he's treating it almost like um, like a friendly, like a testimonial. But I actually think playing players out of form or playing the wrong team simply because it's a marquee game, that's a testimonial. Playing mm-hmm. Gerard last night because it's in the Bernabeu and he's Steven Gerrard, that's what you do in a testimonial. What he did last night was not treated like a testimonial. He treated it like a game out of six that he has to play in the Champions League and he figures, I can afford to lose this. I can't afford to lose the next two, but I can afford to lose this. So, you know what? In the grander <coughs> scheme of things, he made... Uh, he made a big call. There were, there were a lot of his buys in the team. A lot of guys that he'd yeah. sorted out and he'd picked out as Liverpool football. Well, he said it before the game, which I thought was quite interesting, that um, by the end of this run of games, so I assume he means by the time we go into the international break, Yeah, I think a lot of these new players for him would have had enough of an opportunity to say whether they, whether they, not whether they have a long-term future, but he's going to learn a lot about them. Hmm. And I think that last night was a big kind of call to some of these players to say, okay, show me what you've got. Some of which, some of them did well last night some, and some of them didn't do well last night and there's some that you have, you know, you have worries about. I think the fact that Lovren didn't make the squad and Lambert didn't make the squad, I think, I think both of those are messages to both of those players that they haven't done well enough. Well, let's look at the players that did play then and we'll start with the defence, I guess. Uh, we must might as well start with the, the very uh, first uh, or last line of that defence, which is Mignolet and Phil Weave. have uh, discussed Mignolet's drop-off in form, but you would have to say that he was quite impressive last night, would you not? I'm probably in a small percentage that thought that he had a good game and not a great game. 
Mm-hmm. I thought I, I, I think he made some great saves in the first half. There's particularly the the, the the one that's after about two or three minutes. That was a great save. <clears throat> some of the later saves where he's punching the ball, the free kick that comes over the wall. There wasn't much bending, and he almost got got himself ahead of the actual ball, expecting a swerve that wasn't there. Um, he did punch well, very aerially, did, though, didn't he? he? Did. Yeah, very very high and, ones. And what I will say about him, the things that you would expect him and want him to do, he did. Yeah. Which is a step on from what he has been yeah. doing in previous weeks. He was quick off his line. He was there was a couple of times where the ball broke, and he was like like a lightning off the line and yeah. was able to get down. And he looked a bit more confident himself with the ball at his feet. Especially with the worst take on ever of Ronaldo at one stage God. towards the end of the oh, game. Was, <laughs> I was like, pull backs, drag backs, and then I was like, yeah. then, then, then he started, it uh, t- t- takes an extra touch, and it's like, oh, that's got to oh. go all over the place. As he passes it, he does the little calm down motion. Yeah. It's always, always in control. I've got this shit. I've got this. Yeah, yeah. But he does, he came for crosses last night. He got good punches on the ball. You know, as I said to you, it wasn't a great game. But it looks a great game in comparison to the performances that he's been putting in over the course of the season. And again, we haven't signed anyone else. He's there until January, at the least. I don't think they'll change him before the end of the season. Mm. To be totally honest about it, I think we'll sign a backup goalkeeper in January at best. And um, we need him to be confident in his performances and build on that performance last night. If That should say to him, yeah, okay, I can cut it. You know, but I do need I I need to build on this, not build on what's gone on before. Build on that performance and get better from that performance, as opposed to going back to the base level he'd been at before. I think there's a there was a couple of interesting things last night. I saw one, and this is just an aside, but I did see I don't know if it's a joke, and I did see a stat saying that Minnie has dribbled past more players this season than Ozil has for Arsenal. He had more successful dribbles than Lallana last yeah. night. <laughs> <laughs> but the other, the other thing I think to say on on Minnie is. It's a unit, right? So if you talk about the goalkeeper having a good night, that's because he wasn't actually put in many difficult positions with by his central defence. A few pacey passbacks in his direction, but not bad. But I think less than we usually play. Yeah, I no, think fact, if, compared yeah. against Newcastle, we seem to play it around Lover and Skirtle and Minile for forty percent of the game or something. Yeah. Like, you know, so we it didn't do that last night. We cleared yeah. our lines. We weren't interested in having the ball. Yeah, and I, I think I think a lot. And I, I don't know whether you want to park Minile at that point, but just just rolling onto defence. A lot's being made of how much better we were in defence last night. But I think an awful lot of that came down to the fact that we let Skirtle defend on the eighteen yard line, exactly. and he didn't yeah, have, he didn't yeah, have yeah, to push exactly. up. Yes, and we weren't exposing Torre to a ball over the top where he would have been challenged for pace. Let's say. Mm. Yeah. So there's a lot of it. You know, there's a bit of cause and effect here. It's not that they were exceptionally brilliant at defending the way we've been trying to defend over yeah. the last seven yeah. or eight nights. It was games. that things changed a bit. It was that we defended very much like a Stoke team, sat on top of the 18-yard box, let them come onto us and look to play when we could mm. on the counter-attack as quickly as we How could. many last-ditch <laughs> foot-ins were there last night? It was remarkable and they were they were effective, but let's you be want, Listen to me, it's, it's rare that we've gone up against sides over the last year, 18 months, where we have been the quite clearly the underdog and we were prepared to be pragmatic and sit on, mm. on the defence and look to counter. We did it a bit when we'd get two or three goal leads up last season and we knew we had a cushion there and yeah. then we let teams come on but to us because an they had to, scenario, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, then, and then break really quickly. Yeah. But I just think, you know, going back to the centre defence, I actually thought Skirtle didn't have that particularly good of a game in, a, in an all-round defensive sense. I thought he was very good early in terms of dealing with crosses and set pieces mm. in, which he hadn't been up he, until he lately. He was actually fantastic. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that on the set pieces, they freed him from marking. He's yeah. not. He's not marking a player anymore. He's been told to just go and attack the ball, and I think that's. I think they've actually decided the fella can't mark in the box. He's yeah. hopeless at it, right? Mm. So, but what he can do is he's decent at heading the ball clear. So 
we leave him free, get other people to pick up players. And I think having the likes of Jan in the team and Mankio in the team, who again are good defensive header of the balls, allows you to free up Skirtle to just go and attack a ball. But listen... Is it cruel know, to highlight his um, uh, hard crossways moments that he gave No, us? it's not. And this, is, this is what takes me back because we keep, we're talking about Lovren being very poor over the eight, eight or nine games. Skirtle has been in, in that defence for, for nearly all of them. And, you know, there wasn't just that instance. The one where Torre ends up saving Ronaldo's shot with his yeah. arse, right? Mm. Skirtle goes walkabouts there. Yeah. Mm. Torre goes to close down Benzema. Skirtle, for whatever reason, comes over to, towards Torre for, and leaves Ronaldo. He, he's actually tracked Ronaldo back into the box and then just leaves Ronaldo completely free in the box. Mm. Yeah. And you're there going, what are you doing? Yeah. Because if the ball breaks, what the ball breaks is hilarious. He falls on the ground and Torre then has to, has to cover the distance from where he'd been marking Benzema. Waddle. <laughs> waddle, effectively. And a very fast crab waddle yeah. to get across and get his arse out to actually get the... Pro- but like, you know, that, that just shows you the level of performance that Colo Torre put in last night because every time you looked, he was the one that was marshalling and taking up the sensible defensive position that goes on. There was moments of madness from Colo, but you're always going to get that. But yeah. of all of them, he looked like the old head that was out there and he Certainly. knew how to keep that defence pulled in and tight. Well, it's, it's fair to say, isn't it, that there's only Colo, Lucas and Skirtle that had Champions League experience of any note in that team. Am I right in saying that? Probably. Uh, that's probably right, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because Marino, maybe? Mar- no. Chan played against United as well. Chan played, yeah. But considerable uh, Champions League experience. You're only talking about those guys, like, so, to be fair. Yeah, but I mean, Skirtle's missed the prime of it. I, th- I think Skirtle missed, I mean, Skirtle's missed five years or four years of Champions League football, really. Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time since he was in yeah. there. Um, I, I, I thought that, uh, I think on the set pieces bit, and I know when we, uh, I'm sure everyone's listened to our wonderful live show on Saturday, but we talked about the fact that we've changed the zonal marking at set mm. pieces. So your point about Skirtle, basically what they've done is they put four players essentially on the six yard line. Uh-huh. And then three players block in any runners, mm. and Skirtle just goes and heads everything. Yeah, you know, basically, which is exactly. So, what I would say is, people are crying out for Rogers to do something about the defense. This is a really visible thing that he's that done. You we can haven't, see. It's we clear, haven't conceded yeah. a set piece yeah. score in four games, and that's nothing to, you know, as we don't play Chelsea, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's a test for us. But the reality is, we were conceding a set piece score a game before that. You mm-hmm. know, so it's four games now, and we haven't really had a scare from a set piece either. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've be, we've had scares by, you know, losing runners, but we haven't we haven't had a set piece scare. So I think that, to be fair, the defensive side, particularly on set pieces, has has really improved. Uh, but. But Colo made a big difference last night. Well, let's finish out with, with the centre of defence with Colo, Paul, and talk about... Um, I, I, I was listening to some show on the way uh, home from work yesterday evening on the radio and they were just basically laughing Live at the line, idea. Was it? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was uh, Uncle Joe was talking to me. and uh, I mean, they, they were basically just... Going, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, they were just basically talking about Colo Tour and they were making a complete laugh of him. The concept of Colo Tour playing for Liverpool what is going on there in Champions League against Real Madrid but like it was it was beautiful to watch him kind of vindicate his presence wasn't it yeah because uh, like a lot of that is kind of unfair on him I think you know the kind of joke because he, he made a couple of mistakes last year that were really high profile yeah. but I don't think over the course of the season he made as many mistakes as someone like Skirt did <coughs> no. so so the kind of la- the, the kind of I think the, the faces that he makes when he you know kind of like oh no I've just kicked into my own there oh no I've, I've kicked into each me it kind of adds yeah. the comedic yeah. effect of it but I don't I don't think he's like he's as hugely error prone as he's made out to be and he's not a comedy figure at all and he he was well worth this shot yesterday because as as we said the defense has been off you watch him strolling well not quite strolling whatever he was doing with his big arse out of defense Baresi style it was quite it was quite <laughs> but he was dancing he boy was players yeah, he was he was yeah, dancing I saw three pullbacks a step over and a twist inside and they're going 
Because <laughs> yeah. you know what Cola doesn't suffer for, right? Which every other defend- central defender we have suffers from. He doesn't get a rush of blood to the head. He gets the complete opposite of that, right? <laughs> which is he has no blood going to his head. <laughs> but he doesn't do what Skirtland and Lovering do, which is the adrenaline gets going and they go and try and win everything. Cola doesn't. He's not interested in winning everything. Mm. The ball will come to me, man. Relax. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I'll take care of it from there. So what I thought he was brilliant at last night was... And bearing in mind, he, we played with two 20-year-old fullbacks last mm. night, and he talked both of them through that game. Mankiolas, mm. but definitely Moreno, who had a really strong game. It was noticeable how many, Colo, how many times Colo Torre said to him, pull in, push out, you got him, you go there, you pull in. He was screaming at Lalana most of the game to track the runner. And if you notice, and we'll get on to talk about this, that didn't happen on the right side of the pitch. We didn't get people tracking the runners on the right side yeah. of the pitch. Yeah. So Colo Torre... Has to start on Saturday, and it was just—it was just good to see someone take a lot of responsibility yeah. in defence. He was—he wasn't freezing. Oh bollocks, the ball's coming out! <laughs> yeah. he, he went, he won it, he tracked runners. I, yeah. I just—I just thought he was brilliant. There was everything that we were crying out for. Obviously, it was a different kind of style of defending mm. than we will use most of the season. But you can't really argue with. But when you combine it with, with Skirtle at the best of, of of giving us the best of what he gives us, which yeah. is aerial strength and a bit of solidity and a block tackle and that kind of thing, it wasn't a bad little mixture. Yeah, but yeah. listen, Colo Torres played three hundred Premier League games. He's won two league titles you know he's played for his national team for 14 years in the Africa 40 years he's played, 40 in, years. He's played <laughs> in World Cups you know he is a, he is not a bad footballer he is physically regressed but he is a very very good central defender and if we had him 10 years ago he would be if Colo Torre was 10 years younger he'd be the best central defender in the league because he was when he played for Arsenal 10 years ago he's that's right how good then. a player he is he's a right back then 10 years ago yeah. No, he, he was a left winger, wasn't he? That's right. That's right. First song, flying past me. No, he, he was just he there. Was just there. Uh, Dave introduced the idea of the fullbacks and Colo talking to Moreno through it. Those two fullbacks. guys. Yes, it's an idea. Those, those, <laughs> those, those, the idea of fullbacks. <laughs> those, two, those two guys put, did put in performances. Yeah, that and, were and look, Dave called, called it out. Moreno, Moreno is is what I remembered Alan was when he, in the four, he's the master of the nick ball. Mm. Like you know, it's not so much. It's not a crunch and tackle. He just knows when to nick in. And they're now he does like a dodgy tackle on the other uh, day. He times it right. Yeah. What do, what's he doing with Gareth Bale there? That is oh, ridiculous. He's timed it perfectly. Well, first of all, Bale has no right foot, so he should have just let him go. I don't care. He was there in the same half no, of the pitch as Bale. I yeah. think he had to do it. That's he's two, he had to he's do it. two inches away. If there's, from a chance, no, no, no. if there's a chance of kicking Gareth Bale up in the air <laughs> inside the box, he, I'm kicking Gareth yeah. Bale up in the air. I'm just amazed. And you can nearly see the moment Moreno said, Oh, fuck, I'd better take him down now. The box is coming in very quickly. And he took him out. He did the Right thing, like you know, he did kid. well. He made sure that he made a mark in the grass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, get my studs in there. You there you go. There we go. But no, and you know, Mankio has been sort of people have said, oh, he didn't have that great a game or whatever. But it's a valid point Dave said. Moreno had a lot more cover from Lalana mm. than Mankio did on his side. And if you look at the goal that they scored, the, the winning goal they scored. Um, Isco and Marcelo, Marcelo got a, a doubled up on Mankio so much during the game one yeah. went on the inside yeah. and one went on the outside yeah. and because there was nobody covering and given that we were playing with a deep line defence and we were playing with a deep line block in midfield as well the fact that Mankio wasn't getting cover down that side really causes the problem it was very irritating as well because that kid was good like he put in a good shift yeah. it's just yeah. he was exposed it wasn't uh, like he, he was doubled up on yeah yeah there's a bit of no? there's a bit you of you don't that. agree I thought positionally he was a little suspect as well, Mankio. He does like to go walk about and he does leave gaping holes in behind him. I think he should have been covered better uh, from both Markovic and Lucas. Should have, yeah. uh, should have covered uh, them. When, when Isco cuts inside, it, what happens is is that neither Lucas takes the responsibility to go and, and say, you know, let him know he has Isco. Yeah. And then 
Markovic like is with Marcelo. He's he's, Marcelo, he's tracking yeah. him right, yeah. and, he and then just stops yeah. and lets Marcelo come on. Now if he goes with Marcelo, Marcelo is under pressure, and he doesn't get the chance to take a touch, take a touch, look mm. up and put that ball in. Yeah. So what happened there is that Manquillo has come in because Lucas hasn't gone with Isco. He's gone to the threat, which is on the edge of the eighteen yard box. Skirtle is, is occupied with a man, and he's done what any fullback you'd want in that position to do: go to where the threat is that's coming down the fullback channel. The problem is now he's he's exposed because as he goes there, the runner that's coming from the with the fullback stops running. And as soon as the ball is played back to Marcelo, he then has to try cover the ground, and he's never going to cover that. I ground. mean, Markovic mm. does the the Glenn Johnson move, which is you see a man run past you and you stop mm. for some reason, and you just look at the rest of your defence and go take him on. I still think, and you know, it's it's fine margins. I still think Manquillo's wrong. I think that's Manquillo's mistake first to come out as far as he's come to try and win a ball. It's never his to win. Mm. Um, but I, but I, again, you know. You've got two 20-year-olds and a, and a 29-year-old. Yep. Yep. The 29-year-old central <coughs> midfielder has to spot that. Lucas doesn't run, doesn't move, doesn't track the runner. And, and that is why, if you're playing two defensive midfielders, I'm sorry, that is the move that you're, you have a defensive midfielder for, is to cover that run, to get closer, to either block off uh, the runner yep. or to track Marcelo so that he can't get the cross in. Once the cross comes in, I mean... Well, let's, let's talk about Lucas and Jan then. Start off with Lucas. An awful lot of people, as you said, Phil, earlier on, were kind of wincing a little bit when they saw him coming in because for some reason, like mainly through his own form, he's really out of favour with, with fans. Um, I thought he had a reasonably good game. But he was okay, wasn't he? Yeah, I thought like he had a reasonably good game. Look, if, in fact, if, if, if we're measuring up against how we've played in, in that position all season, he's he's put in one of the better yeah, performances. for sure. Look, and that's, that's, that, that's straight yeah. up. And we didn't, we, we weren't playing... I, I I didn't think we were playing with two defenders. I thought we were playing a sort of a four-one-four-one four, yeah, yeah. formation in, in reality, right? Yeah. Because I thought Alan and, and Jan were just slightly ahead of Lucas, yeah. mm. and Lucas was expected to fill in the gaps just behind them. So if they went to go into say Isco and James, who was who was in that space, yeah. Lucas was being tasked to go to the one where the ball was, and then either Alan or Jan, whichever side it was, would drop off and try cover the. Which is a big ball. ask on him, man. And uh, you know, yeah. fitness-wise and all the rest, his mobility-wise, he he was solid enough. Yeah. Yep. You know, um, for like for him to come into that game as well, exactly uh, without playing much. I think he got caught, he got exposed a few times with his mobility, which he, which is going to happen with Lucas. But mm. I thought, yeah, defensively, he, he picked up quite a lot of second balls, put in a good few tackles, and I thought his passing was really good. And he didn't position. do his magical scary area tackle. No, no. Well, at least well, he, he did, did have one. He, he did, did have, have one, one but yeah. like he usually does about four or five of those in the match. Yeah, I, mean, I, I thought th- he was very composed. was composed again. But yeah. I think I think a lot comes back again to defend deep. He well, doesn't have massive. Say, yeah. He doesn't have mm-hmm. massive distances to cover, and he wasn't getting overly exposed in terms of what was going on. Because you see, you don't get to see that moment where he's jogging back about half a mile before. Yeah, there'll be yeah. a clamor, and it's an understandable clamor to say that he should start against uh, Chelsea ahead of Gerrard. So mm. let me offer a slightly different view. I think that if we're going to play Chelsea to draw nil nil, you play Lucas. Mm. But if you're going with any hope to win any game. I think you you saw last night the limitations in Lucas's game. For him to look good, he literally has to be between the eighteen yard line and the halfway line. Like he, ne- I don't think he ever broke into the opponent's half. That and th- and he also had two players around him and four defenders. Was there not a fair chance we might be set up exactly the same against Chelsea? But we what, see. But yeah, okay. So let's say for Chelsea, you might say let's let's win, let's go and do it. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't do it. Jared at least gives you something in the other in the other direction. I don't think Lucas gives you that. So mm. as well as he played last night, that was a system designed to not concede goals, mm. and Lucas works in that system. But we didn't have a shot on target till fifty six minutes, yeah. And that's where you miss the attacking players. And and I thought the whole attacking end of the team was was poor. But segue and then in Demrejan, which was the other player in mm. midfield. 
I mean, he was... That is the best central midfield performance we've seen from a Liverpool player all season. That's a big show. It, better than Henderson against West Brom, better than Gerrard against Everton. That was the best Tell me, tell me what was good about it specifically. <laughs> he was phenomenal. He carried the ball great. Uh, he was end-to-end, like we haven't seen a player be end-to-end since... Jeez, I can't even, since maybe Mascherano mm. and he's better on the ball than Mascherano he wanted the ball all of the time He was, a, I think his passing completion was phenomenal dropped off a little bit in the second mm. half when mm. he came under a bit of pressure because Madrid recognised that he was a strong player and he was our outlet he was quick at a Markovic who's meant to be a speedball and uh, Emery Jean doesn't look quick but when he gets the ball he holds off players and he drives us forward I thought he was phenomenal I, I have to say looking at it and I keep looking at them Week in, week out, and when I see him play, like I was disappointed, so disappointed he didn't play against Newcastle. Yeah. And, I, and I sort of accepted it that it, he'd be starting against uh, Real Madrid, and that was my, as I said to you earlier on in the selection, the idea that he wasn't starting against Real Madrid was doing my head in because yeah. he played so well against Hull to not then play, say, in in the League Cup game and not play any role again in Newcastle when we were crying out for physicality in the yeah. midfield. Yeah. It was it was great to see him on the pitch, and it shows you what he brings. And I keep, I'm just dying to see. A midfield that has Jan on one side and Hendo on full flow on the, on the other side of that midfield because mm. the pace and the power that the two of them yeah, bring and and yeah. but I think I think Jan is better at, on the ball than yeah. than Henderson is at the moment. I think Henderson probably spots better passes. He's than, quicker as, too. Yeah, yeah. As, but I I think Jan in he, he's just so good and so composed and always seems to know. Reminds me so much. It does remind me so much in terms of in, in, in possession of, of, of what Alonso was like in terms of he always seems to be aware of, of the players and the space that's around him and he, yeah. if, if he's not just going to play a forward for the sake of playing a forward he's, he's happy to go and then get into space the yeah. great thing about him is he always gets into a space and is looking for the ball back and so many times last night he moved into a little pocket of space and is screaming for the return ball yeah. because he knows he can then bring it forward I don't want to build him up too much but he actually reminded me of someone like either Vidal or Schweinsteiger you know a player that you could literally put in any one of the three midfield positions mm. and he can do it all physical wants the ball all the time two great feet that's what Henderson doesn't have isn't mm. a great with his left foot Jan is um, just just an all round midfield player to, to cover that amount of ground in that game yeah. and not be ca- like not get caught out of position on the counter attack yeah. like he, he, he seems to have a knack of going just far enough that he knows like if we lose the ball here I can yeah. get back yeah. and, he, and he has the legs to get back we've seen that yeah. do you know an awful lot of people <laughs> some people who are paid to commentate and uh, pass analysis on the game Stephen Nichol Stephen Nichol you know, just don't don't understand his What kind of a shout was that? What kind of a shout know, was that? The, you know, he said he was wasteful in possession. And he was trotting and he was around trotting. the pitch. Trotting. His, his, his running style is one that he does, like like a Mascarano, every time Mascarano jogged, he looked like he was in a full pace sprint. You know what I mean? Mm. That type of, because he's got shorter legs and, and the whole lot. Chan always looks like he starts off slowly and then it's 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 the old it's it's a train basically you know what I mean he just starts going and going yeah. and going and going yeah. and going and going and going yeah. and going and going going and 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 going yeah. to put it into context at one point in the second <laughs> at one point in the second half <laughs> didn't believe that for a second <laughs> <laughs> and in the second well, half he cle- <laughs> he cleared a corner or a cross from his own box and he was the yes, one closing down Casillas. That Casillas. was the moment. That yeah, was like the moment. That's, that's bit where you go, fucking yeah. hell. Yeah. I, either he, either he is trotting around the pitch and has a warm hole that he's able to run through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just around the 18 oh, yards. Oh, there's two of them. <laughs> he, has, he has a sort of arrogance as well that Henderson doesn't have. You know, like he gets the ball and his head's, his head's just up. It just looks so easy, everything yeah, that he does. Yeah. And you know, when he gets in a physical battle, it's it's a real kind of like Henderson. He, Henderson is a real kind of like terrier and all. But Jan is real kind of like, I'm going to fucking burst you. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have the self-doubts that Henderson 
Anderson has. You yeah. know, if Henderson plays a bad pass, you can see him. He's killing himself yeah. afterwards. Mm. He's like, fuck's sake. Yeah, but Dave, you and me would be confident too if we looked like Emery Chan. Let's be honest. <laughs> if I, if I Chan's like, just like, hero. I mean, you're the explorer of it. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think he should, uh, he's another one. I think Tori, Manquillo, and Jean should be nailed on to start against Chelsea. Um, but we I'm have, not sure. Either. We haven't spoken about Joe no, Allen. Come on, Jeff, uh, let's sure. let's talk about Joe Allen, uh, Paul. Oh, Joe Allen, yeah. uh, you uh, know, um, he has he has a lot of fans here in the room. I think it's fair to say yeah. he's he, you know um, people want to see him. But um, not his best night last night. No, um, I think obviously we played a lot of squad players and obviously some of them were limited, but I think he was one of the only performances that I thought was poor, like like quite a bit below his level. Because I am a big fan of him, but it's like his passing, there was no kind of real tempo, it wasn't really crisp. Do you know what the most disappointing thing was? That he he played up to all the stereotypes that people who criticise him point to. Say that he's weak and he can't tackle and he gets knocked off the ball and, do you know, he doesn't, I've, I've got the line in my hat right um, <laughs> but you know so like it, that was the most disappointing thing about yeah, him I think he, it, he wasn't crisp and tidy in possession at least yeah and uh, which got, I think he did he put in a few nice kind of recovery tackles where there was someone running at the defence and he, he mm. thought he was going to foul but he, he did actually nick the ball quite nicely but on the ball I don't, I don't think he was anywhere near what he should be and I think I think he, he wants to play deeper. He wants to play yeah. where, where Lucas is. That's where he wants to pass from. Yeah. I don't think he looks comfortable getting the ball as one of our most advanced midfielders. Yeah, it, I think the experiment of Joe Allen as a number 10 just like has to stop. I mean, yeah. I think that, first of all, I, you know, I think we're saying about probably all four of the players we're about to talk about. But yes, he was in a game for attackers, right? And Allen was nominally, he was an attacker. He was playing as the attacking midfielder. I don't think he's ever shown that he can play that position. I no. don't think in his entire career in Liverpool no. he's ever looked comfortable that close to goal. He's not a he's not a player that hurts teams like that. He's not he doesn't do assists, he doesn't mm. do goals, he doesn't do through you know, killer passes. He's the guy you want Fucking either hell. where <laughs> <laughs> But he does he does right? you know doesn't do the team. He doesn't you know he doesn't but no here. You want well. him as Paul says, you either want him where Lucas plays or you want him just ahead of where Lucas plays, Nick and everything together. And will you have him where Lucas plays on against Chelsea? I mean no, that's the one. He shouldn't he shouldn't yeah. start. He should yeah, he, he needs a little rest now. Mm. I mean he's, he needs we, a little rest. But we've asked a lot of him. He's played three games in a week. Like he shouldn't be, uh, he shouldn't be uh, starting against Chelsea. Uh, um, a man who is likely to be rested is um, your mate Markovic. Phil, um, uh, someone told me, or someone said, I think it was on Twitter, that he looks like a fantastic tennis player. Um, <laughs> which I thought was a good shout. He does, but he does, does look like a good tennis player, but maybe, maybe uh, it's not the night to be, or the evening to be too harsh on him, or is it? it's not no he was okay last night yeah look I think what I've seen of Markovic he's a very limited player okay I just don't see and I've said it you know and, and I keep being told in his defence is oh we have to give him time he's only a young player he, he has to he's going, it's going to take a while for him to develop he's gone to a new country to a new league that's the Champions League yeah Right, he played. You know, he's playing for Benfica last year. They're in the Champions League, mm. right? I, 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 my, my issue with him is is more so that he just he just looks like a player that's overwhelmed by the whole thing. He does a bit, doesn't he? It was like, what, yeah. what was he offering there in terms of like? There was we- one time, like we were told, going back to Dave's point about this phenomenal speed, mm. right? 
So even at, say, somebody like Gonzalez, right? Even as, as limited as he was, he always looked really fast on the pitch when he ran. Mm. And even Downing had moments in a game where you say to yourself, eh, you know, not, not, not many, but like, you know, and I'm just, I just don't say, there was one time he broke and he, not the Varane one where, the, where Varane just sort of brushed him aside and said, who are you? Like, do you know what I mean? There was another one, in the, I think it was the second half, he broke and he'd only one player, and, you know, I, was, I wanted to see him knock the ball past because the billing that we got was that this fella could be as good as Ronaldo. Knock the ball past and just go on a straight, just kill straight him for foot pace. race. Just kill him for and pace. Him for yeah, pace. Yeah. And I don't see that next, I, I just haven't seen that pace. I haven't seen that gear, you know, that, that extra... So in the absence up. of that, you look at technique. Do you see the technique? I don't see, I don't see the tricks. Do you that, see the strength on the ball? You and, see, they're the three things and, you look and for. That's, right? that's what I'm struggling with when I see him. And, you know, I'm told, you know, he will come good and yeah, he will do this and he will do that. But there's also a part of me that says, generally, when players have come good, They've shown something in their early stages uh, at the football club to, to indicate that it is. Like when people say, oh, well, what about Henderson? I remember like the, the game against Bolton. I think it was the second or third game after Henderson signed. And that was a game that showed what Henderson was going to be all about for Liverpool. And he scored that day and he was, he was, he was monstrous on the pitch for, for, for Liverpool that day. And his first five or six games, he was a very good footballer for Liverpool. Joe Allen, when he signed, first 10 games, we thought Joe Allen was, was the best midfielder we'd signed in a long, long time. You know what I mean? These type of players, and then they drop off, and then you wait, and they come back into form, and you say to yourself, oh yeah, 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 no, there was a drop off, yeah, but you, you can always go there back to There was always something to There's see. always yeah, to come yeah, back. Yeah. So far, I haven't seen, whether, whether it's been a, a Premier League side, whether it's been a, a pre-season friendly, mm-hmm. whether it's been a Championship side in the League Cup, and now in the Champions League, and even against the, the, the weaker sides in the Champions League, I just haven't seen where his step up in class is and that's where I'm struggling with him as a player. And look, I don't want to damn up. I, I want to see him succeed. I want to see all the players succeed that we have, right? I, and I really do. But like, I just keep, every time I look at it, I'm saying, I'm struggling with the with the price tag. And people say, well, you can't just put, that's the price the club are prepared to pay. But if you're paying 20 million plus, and the same goes for Lallana for me as well, but if you're playing that, you need a player that's going to make an impact now. Mm. We, can't, we can't afford to spend 20 million pound on players who aren't going to make an impact for four or five years. But the difference is, I suppose, there that we did see a little bit of that uh, thing that Phil was talking about, a little bit of flashes of brilliance from Lallana. Uh, maybe not necessarily last night. He had a bit of a Joe Allen last night, didn't no, he? I, I, can I just say on Lallana, and yeah. I, said, I said it like when we were previewing the Champions League and when we were kicking off in the hall, I thought that, Joe, that uh, Lallana would struggle in the Champions League mm. because I think the, player, the teams that he's playing against, the top-end teams, are used to that style of player when they're playing in the European leagues week in, week out. Players who are go- very good carrying the ball and can run past players and are well set up to defend against that type of player. And that's where I think he's struggled in the Champions League. I think he's he's more capable of doing it in the Premier League. And then that, that, that poses the exact same question I said against Markovic. If you sign a player for 20-odd million that can only do it in the Premier League and can't do it in the Champions League. And it's a little bit harsh on him but at the same time, I'm not going to be harsh on Markovic and not be not be harsh on Lalana in the same in, on the same page. That harshness fair, Paul. I think Lalana was put on the wing to do a job though. Yeah. Yesterday, like I think you, if you're going to play him wide, you want him getting the ball near the box, mm. ideally. Whereas yesterday, I think it was more about his kind of how he presses and it, he did work very hard defensively, yeah. yeah. Which he he is really good. We saw that against Everton as well in the last few minutes when mm. he was still chasing around. So I think he 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 was kind of sacrificed a bit. It was a bit of a like take one for the team, go out there and do a job for us. Yeah. So I, I'm not I'm not going to be too harsh. The one time he was, the ball was fed into him near the box. He got one of our only shots off. The lovely kind of turn, and he hit it straight Absolutely. away. Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, like he is kind of really unpredictable that way. But yeah, I think he was kind of sacrificed a bit yesterday. Yeah, I also think that you know through the course of the game we must have had what five attacks in 
90 minutes. So Four shots, I believe. It's yeah. not a night where you're ever going to come out of it talking about how good our attackers were. You mm. know, I, I, like Sterling had 15 minutes and did nothing. You know, Coutinho had 10 minutes and did nothing. You know, so I mean, it just it just wasn't a night for attacking players. I, 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 I see exactly what everyone's saying about Markovic. You're looking for something. But I actually thought he... Taken in isolation, I thought that was one of probably his best game for us. I mean, he you know had a couple of nice dribbles. He was involved in a couple of things. Same same with Alana, but it's difficult to make judgments on a, a you know on a, on a night where you've essentially defended for ninety minutes mm. and you know you've relied on pockets of little bit of attack and play. You know, so Markovic's best dribble was really where he took it from the edge of our box yeah. and went diagonally across the pitch, but it got smothered. You know, that's that's, that's, really that's it, it's, the, he, he, it's the end product. It's the end product, yeah. right? He's he checks back too much. He passes back too much. He's he looks like he's a, he's a little frightened of taking that risk of mm. of as Phil says, knocking a ball past the player and seeing can you beat them and and see what Damn. they did. So, see, I, I I just don't think. And look, we've had this debate. I don't think comparing him to anyone else, you know, as like like Downing or Gonzalez, the people that haven't worked out with, but I just don't think that's helpful. I just don't think it mm. it says anything about him. He's played less than 10 games for the club he might end up being terrible he might end up and what he's shown us so far hasn't been good I don't think I'm saying he's terrible I just well, saying I think Phil's saying he's terrible <laughs> so like but I, I think th- it's and look I'll stand over but that's okay I, I, yeah. I say it aloud, that's my opinion it's, yeah. it's, it's not that it's not that I want him to be terrible it's I just think, think he is te- yeah, yeah right so whereas I think he's you, there is an argument to say he's being poor he's being, te- he's being terrible mm. whereas I don't think he will be terrible but I just don't think there's any point right now in I don't think it's going to be any point for a while in saying he's this or he's that. Just well, we, we've we've just talked there about 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 Alan, about Markovic, about Lalana, and none of them have were exactly wonderful. Uh, they were foraging away behind yeah. our front man. Brini. And what did you make of? Well, see, so here's Brini. where I think it's interesting. I think people would be critical of the likes of Markovic and Lalana, right? But Brini didn't do anything either. Like, but people mm. will forgive Barini because he ran around a lot and because we were desperate for one of our forward players to do well and we think that he... He for, ran about. For, for a lot of the fan, well, for a lot of the fan base, he's not Balotelli, so that pleases him. For us, he's not Lambert, so that pleases us. So he's kind of getting a lot of goodwill based on who he's not rather than <laughs> who he is. And, <laughs> but that's the truth. I don't, think he had, I don't think he did anything in an attacking sense last <clears throat> night that was any better than what... Lalana or Markovic did. That said, he was exactly the forward we needed last night. He, yeah. he ran his bollocks off. He's his movement, and we you know, we, we, we laugh oh, a lot Jesus. about Brady because that's what yeah. Emma says about him. Yeah. But he was intelligent. He held the ball up well. He had a couple of nice little runs that actually um, Jean nearly found him a couple of times with mm. a nice few clip balls. And I think when you're talking about Brini, sorry to segue slightly, but how good was Varane last night? I mean, yeah. he yeah, was but, uh, phenomenal. The one, the one thing yeah. about Brainy is he had a disallowed goal. He had the ball in the net, and, and if, if Ramos still... wasn't such a big so guess. I counted that as a good thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did. He was, was unlucky, though. Wasn't we he? should just tell I, him. I, if, Ramos, if Ramos does that fall ten times in front of ten different referees, yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. all blow their whistle. No, yeah. Yeah. He took a real chance. I didn't, even see, I didn't even see that much of a foul, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Look, I'm not and he was, and he was right to finish it off because you never know. I mean, like a lot of players run around, but like I. Don't don't get me wrong. I, I don't think Barini has a future at Liverpool, so I'm not gonna. You don't. No, I, I'm not extolling him here, here or anything. I just think that not a lot. Has of he an immediate would, future? 
Well, yeah, because we don't score goals. So getting, <laughs> it's a bit of a raffle at the moment. Who's scoring up front like with Sturridge out? So, but um, like I, I don't think a lot of strikers will put that much effort in like the way he did last night. Like yeah, last night. There were times where he was trying to anticipate where we were going to like scoop mm. the ball Lump clear it from, to, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. It, and he was straight out like trying to yeah. press Marcelo and Arbelo, like yeah. if the ball landed out there, and he's gone there from the centre, and he did that all night, and like I know it's I know it's not much, it's running around up front, but at least he fucking did it. Like but, you know, I'll, I'll give him <laughs> the that, other like, two strikers we've got wouldn't have been able to do what he did yeah. last night. Mm. You know that's the reality. Balotelli's a big guy he can't run like that all game mm. Lambert's a big guy he can't run like that for four minutes so I mean the reality is that Barini was all four we had if we, if we were playing a forward he bought him some training sessions yeah. it's January <laughs> so, I'm going to train really hard this week <laughs> he looks I'm, I'm, Lambert I'm, runs I'm, like I'm. he still got his tool belt on from when he was a fucking <laughs> beetroot <laughs> beetroot factory or pipe fitter where the fuck he was but anyway, Barini in three appearances, in the last three appearances, he's shown something that not enough of that team have shown, which is he wants to fight for his place and fight to be in that team. And if actually everyone put in the level of effort that he puts in, it's, that team would be a you lot know, better. If, if in that situation, a Craig Bellamy, because I was looking yeah. up saying he, he was a poor man's Craig Bellamy last night. Mm. Like Bellamy there is just that little bit wiser, little yeah. bit cuter. A yeah. little bit nastier, a little bit edgier. Bit nastier, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bollocks. Like, you know, yeah. little bollocks. That's yeah. why we loved him. Uh, in the face. Yeah. He's Varane. too nice. He he's yeah. too nice. at Varane. Yeah. yeah. Maybe worrying Varane. Yeah. Varane looked, he was just let look like this Rolls Royce. It annoyed the crap <laughs> out of me, lads. It really annoyed he, me. He is, he is. He is, but he's, still annoyed He's intensely me. good. For the age that he is at a centre-back, and I said... Uh, I don't have to like it. 21 or something. Yeah, brilliant. and I said, like, you know, you don't see centre-backs at that age so good that often. And he is just he is just a Rolls Royce. Do you know how good he was? Even if Ramos Brilliant. hadn't been playing, Hero. we wouldn't have scored. <laughs> That's how good he was. Like, seriously, he could have. He was, you yeah. could have taken Ramos off after 10 minutes and played Varane as the only centre-back and they would have had 10 men and we still wouldn't have scored against him. <laughs> right, well, we, we've spoken about how we were a little bit blunt on attack. We, we brought on three players who can offer a lot in attack. That's it was Jared Coutinho and Sterling. Um not a whole lot of impact I think it's fair to say Phil is it? Oh, I thought Sterling and Coutinho tried hard when they came well, yeah, um, but, I, but I, th- I thought we lost a lot of impetus because we took off Emery Jan um, I thought, I thought, and, and that, that's damning um, Gerard when he came on I thought, I thought Gerard really didn't bring anything to the game Are you talking about the diagonal ping balls that slowed everything up? Yeah and I just look you know and it, it's really hard seeing a player that's been so brilliant for Liverpool Football Club Wind towards the end of his career. Mm. Now, let, the only hope is that you know he. This is his standard shite half season yeah. under Rodgers, and yeah. he'll have a great second half of the season. Hope. It's a valid hope. Um, and if we want him to have the great second half of the season, given that he's another year under the clock, he needs to be dropped out of more matches and needs to be saved a bit more because you know there's, there's, there's an element of this which is fatigue as well creeping into Gerard. And I don't care, you know, just because he's not playing the international games and he's getting breaks, he's playing in nearly every single he's match. Also that we a year older, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And you know, if he's having a little bit of dip in form and a dip in confidence because of the way he's been playing, just bringing him on for twenty minutes isn't necessarily going to turn things around. You know what I mean? Um, especially given that we were still pretty much fighting a rearguard action and trying to play on the counter-attack. So mm. maybe it was... Particularly playing him there. Yeah. I mean, you don't bring him on for 20 minutes and play him deep. If you're going to bring him on for 20 minutes, play him in the number 10. Yeah. You know, throw him up front and say, go and, you know, yeah. you know go and see what you can do up there. Mm. I mean, I understand why he did it. I understand all three subs. I think they all... You know, they all make a degree of sense. If you're looking at that bench, you say, okay, well, there's the three subs. Did you ever believe we were going to get a goal when they're on the pitch? 
because the way we set up was stupid, really. Mm-hmm. To but, be honest with you, when we made the subs, why you Gerard has to come on and play it short and carry the ball. What we lost when Jean went off was nobody ran with the ball. No, we had diagonal runners into the box and we yeah. had diagonal balls tr- to, to, to try and, and find like, them. It's you know, Real Madrid must have been going, this is yeah, fucking I'll take great. That. All yeah. day, w- just keep one of the like One of the worst things was that despite how deep we were playing, even from the first few minutes when the midfield won the ball back, they were passing it nice and like they, they were trying to use it. Yeah. yeah. So, But when Gerard came on, like it, it was back to kind of, Forcing. okay, hang on and I'll have a look and see if there's a 60-yard ball on anywhere. And there was one moment that really kind of so, like summed up kind of, you know, this first half in of the season incarnation that we get of Gerard, where Coutinho had to make about three different movements, you know, coming towards Gerard, Gerard's ignoring him, so you run back off and comes back again Gerard's yeah. ignoring him and then yeah. on the third time Gerard kind of goes oh there's no 60 yard ball on so I'll give the little square ball to Coutinho and he can try something more progressive yeah. and, and, that, yeah. and that delay of the pass allows Madrid yeah. to drop back and set, right. set themselves up so when Coutinho do, does get it they can go and press him then so it's like when you're playing in that counter-attack thing it has to be done bump 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 mm. bump because that's the only way we're going to get through and, and, and any time we did break it was, a, it was a three four quick passes got us out of defence into their half and then somebody would get the ball and run straight up. But the other problem with the three players we brought on, and this is, you know, by taking off Jean and even Markovic, to be fair, right, we had no outlet ball. Because Sterling, Coutinho and Gerrard all want the ball <coughs> in the middle of the park. Mm. Sterling doesn't want to go along to look for a long And they were all ball. getting on the ball in the middle of the park. They're all, yeah, but yeah. should Madrid want that all day? Yeah. yeah, go and have the ball there. You're not going anywhere. No one's running in behind because Barini's fucked. You know, there's literally no one who can who can break pasts. So I, I never I never understood the three. I, I can see, again, at the beginning why you're going, those are our three best players, let's bring them on. But actually, I think it would have made more sense not to bring Jared on, bring Henderson on, Tell Sterling to go along and bring Balotelli on and actually have something up in the... In, you may as well lose 3-0 or 1-0. Do you know mm. what I mean? We should have just gone for it. Okay, let's look forward to Liverpool versus Chelsea. Uh, looking forward, Paul. Is that what we're doing? We're looking forward in all senses of the word. Are you excited, Paul? Can't look sideways. You can't, well... I can't Unless you've got eyes don't, don't, let, don't, let, don't let Phil get into the fourth dimension. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. Rescue us, Paul, quick. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think I'd like... I'd, I 100% I'm really refreshed at what Rogers did you know kind of it's saying no that's not good enough what, what's been happening recently yep. and I'm going to change the personnel I think he does have a kind of tricky job now how the, and how he approaches the Chelsea game because obviously we did get a reaction there was a lot of, a lot like it was much sharper there was a lot more organisation I think the problem is that like because there were so many kind of players that were put there to do a job, we have to change. We obviously we have to be a bit more open against Chelsea, I think. Mm. And this is where it comes into: do, does such and such a player keep his place? Like you know, stuff like has Barini done enough yeah. to like earn a play, earn a start at home against Chelsea? So I think he does have a kind of a big dilemma coming up here, where you know he has come out and said. This this is why I've changed things, and now he has to see if like we're going to see now if he's going to back it up or like how many players he does bring back because he he said like that they don't necessarily come back in for yeah. the Chelsea game. Yeah, exactly. He's he's kind of he's he's gone on the record saying that. Yeah. That that's a good point that Paul raises, David. That like you know. There's a huge amount riding on this now, not just the fact that we've talked for the last few weeks about a points grab and how we need to get an average and we've basically blown the crap out of that for the last couple of weeks, but it's it's more important than ever now to grab points. And now Roger's credibility is very much on the line in terms of even with his own squad, surely. Well, look, make no mistake about it. This is this is a massive game. Like this is We have to win this game. Mm. You know, there's... There's no getting away from it. 
Chelsea at home, okay, they're in great form, right? But this is a game we should be, we need to win this type of game to get our season back on track, yeah. right? To be fair, we tend to play better in the in the bigger games. Even mm. the game last night proves that. You know, the the better the opposition, we tend to raise our game. Um, but we have to win. I, well, I don't have to win. I mean, that, that makes it sound like an ultimatum. But this is a very important game. If we don't win this, it's 11 games, 14 points, right? That's 1.4 points per game. You you essentially then, to get to two points per game, which, you know, we always talk about after 20 games, you know, you're talking about 26 points out of 26 points out of 30. <coughs> You know, that means you can afford to draw two games or lose one out of the next ten games, and we don't look like we're in that we type of form like to that. do that. No. So, and you've got the Christmas period in there, and you've got the Christmas, which period. is like very hard to navigate. Yeah. Which means you basically have to win every game over Christmas, and we've got United and Arsenal in that run as well. Yeah. So I think that it's a massive game for him. I actually, I think that he's bought himself a little bit of not not breathing space i don't think it's, i don't think it's necessarily that but i think he's got a lot of people who were ready to who were just so frustrated that he wasn't doing anything i think he's piqued their interest a little bit now yeah. and people have gone oh okay well so long as he follows through on this as long as he you know he tries something different if he goes back if he names his side on saturday and Johnson's playing, and Lovren's playing, and Skirtle's playing, and Jared's playing, and Henderson's playing, and Coutinho, you know, and it's the same side. And actually, he's learned nothing from the game on uh, last night. And I think a lot of people are going to be really, really frustrated that some of the players who, you know, worked really hard, and for me, there's two in particular, which is Toure and Emery Jean. I think both of them should start. Uh, I think Mankio should start, but I got a funny feeling Johnson's going to start. Okay, well, look, we, we, we will go. go Final thing on Barini, because yeah. I know Paul brought him up, but actually, if you read Rogers' comments after the game, he says um, Emery Jean was fantastic. Turi was phenomenal. Lalana was excellent, and Borini he really hard. ran a lot, yeah. ran around yeah. a lot, yeah, yeah, yeah. or he something like that. Yeah, he, he said he worked very yeah, hard. Yeah, he didn't yeah. really come out. Hey, to say, Mario. <laughs> 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 um, Phil, do you buy that that he's bought himself a bit of time um, and 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 maybe staved off an awful lot of the negativity? I don't buy. I, I don't jump into the buying himself a bit of time because I don't think he's under pressure, right? Exactly. But okay. I, I think he's bought himself um, a bit of credibility. Mm. Yep. in terms of what he did yep. right? I think he, it, it, ultimately the actions that he did was the actions that the fans wanted you know? Has he bought credibility with you because I know there's been a massive <coughs> debate amongst fans about how he kind of lost his marbles a little bit in terms of his decision making and that's a fair question in terms of some well, of the things that we've seen you know, uh, he the does, selections particularly he, he does if he makes the right selection at the weekend Yeah, okay. and I'm not talking about the result I'm talking about that if he if he uses what went on on the what pitch what we saw last right? night yeah. and applies that to the game at the yeah. weekend and you know he doesn't just fall back into picking the same load of shite that hasn't worked for fucking god knows how long at yeah. this stage mm. yeah you know and, and, and ultimately the manager has to be ballsy he has to make tough decisions and he has to dump reputations reputations mm. don't win matches mm. you know it, it is important that we start winning points like the you know the Madrid game I thought with the group situation there and you know the the games against Ludogorets and Basel which are obviously more important to us I thought I was I was looking forward more to how Rogers approached the game rather than whether we won it or not. Yeah. And I did, I liked the way he went about it. Against Chelsea, obviously it's more impor- more urgent that we need. We need to p- start picking up points really soon. But again, I probably I wouldn't be distraught with a draw if Rogers looks like he's kind of taken on board. Yeah, I, I like I can drop these players and I can bring people in and I, I can change things around and try and get results kind of pragmatically. Yeah. If if he continues doing that, then I'd be happy. I, like I don't think it's one hundred percent vital that we win 
this weekend. But I, I do. Think you want to see that level of progression yeah. in the in the setup, like the first. Yeah, I, I want to see you know you know like like that he is making the players take responsibility because I think that mm. will stand us in good stead going forward. Well, and I think we'll get more out of the players I, I th- that way. I think it's going to be fascinating how we set up. I think it's really going to be fascinating. Well, let's start talking about that. And, let's start, and, and, and start even, from the back, maybe. And even looking like looking at Chelsea or one 0 down at the, at the moment tonight, they've rested players, you know, but they mm-hmm. haven't rested many that you wouldn't imagine will won't start. Um, Hazard, oh, Hazard, Hazard has just come on as well. Yeah, Hazard, Hazard is playing. Oh, I hope he snaps his right. hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make a difference, man. He's another fucking cyborg. He'll still play at the weekend. <laughs> he's got fucking. He's got the titanium place that they injected into John Terry when he and was. And let's remember, 11. they came to Anfield last year with Deba Bar up front. So yeah, I, yeah, you know, let's not. But you Diego know, Costa's not going to make. A know, <laughs> look, looking at it, like they started Matic, they started Fabregas tonight. They've Terry, Felipe, Luis, um, and they have the other fella at right back. What's his name? The other fella, Ivanovic, the, the lad Ivanovic with the with the head. Yeah, the fella with yeah, the head. Yeah, man with the the, 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 head. the legs. But they've, they've rested Courtois. Um, Zuma is playing, so Kale's not playing. Um, and they've started with Shirley, William, and Hazard, and then they've got Drogba up front. So mm. you know, looking Shit at team, the, like, like that's that's a fucking like yeah. you know he's just thrown the game there. Yeah, he's I waved know. the he's white dis- flags. What about all the fans that have travelled to They've gone to Mars Bar and they just have disrespected the competition. They've gone to Harry Bow. And all the interested in picking up the jellies. They haven't even. Mourinho's not even gone. Yeah, he doesn't care. He just has a car bar cut out on the sideline. No, no, no. Was, you want the, the the lady physio is in charge? Like oh, well, she's, the, she's the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like seriously, do we do we? Good man, yeah. Good luck, but the uh, you know, do we sit back and play like the, the smaller team and try try catch something, nick something on the break against them? Or do we play like we've played the last couple of years and be ballsy and be aggressive? I'd like to say the crowd would kill them, but there's no guarantee that the crowd must just go very quiet and but pissed off. The, but the issue you have here is, how does Mourinho come? Because if Mourinho comes and gets them to sit back and not and, and like, look to play on the counter like, like last did, year, like last year, yeah. but with more potency up front than than they had last year, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. right? You know, it, it, there could be a huge barren track the ground. Just in the middle of the park, no, we stand up. Just whoever gets tip off. You. Just Lucas and Tumbleweed in the middle. Um, <laughs> well, okay. Just, well, let, they'll just leave the imprint of Mill on, on either <laughs> yeah, side yeah, yeah. of the of the. Well, the, well, the, the only same. hope with Chelsea is that well, two two hopes, I guess. Look, if both teams play to their best of, the, of both their abilities, Chelsea will win the game. Right? right? They're a better side than us. That's the reality of it. But they do historically, Chelsea have a bit of a wobble in November. Right, they mm. you know they tend to be always have a bad patch. They were poor against QPR. They were actually lucky to get out of that game with what I thought was a very soft penalty. Mm. They're struggling tonight, so you've got to hope should have they seen were, the United game out as well. Well, they should have seen the United game out. So you know they they're not swashbuckling the word like they were at the beginning of the season. So you, our mm. hope has got to be they've no momentum that they haven't got mo- <laughs> hey. that they don't have momentum, but also that. That Rogers, as as to Paul's point earlier, has psychologically got this right. That he, you know, took all the players away right to Madrid. He kept them an extra night. We've just had what was a promising display. Yeah. That was even getting criticised. Well, look, yeah. people are fucking idiots, you know. <laughs> and then you know you got to hope they that stayed an extra night. Cool. Yeah, 
you do disrespect in the competition. Yeah, this, he brought and he brought everyone, he brought the whole squad. Which I, I'm delighted. Well, I'm delighted that everyone some was of the there to see that. As well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm delighted everyone was there to see what went on in Madrid. Yeah, if that me. started. That started the whole oh, story. Just fit again rumors, and then it was all yeah. oh, okay. Right, well, saying that, I think I think we might get started. We I think there's an outside chance. Don't do it to me, Dave. Don't do this to me. Going back to, I think we've got to hope that what has happened in Madrid, as in the time they spent together and the performance, has had you know that that word we use that you know a galvanizing effect on mm-hmm. the squad, and that there's been a reaction, um, you know, and we go again. Oh, oh dang. Oh, get out. Get out. Oh. Hashtag we go again. Get out. <laughs> Demand cans. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, oh. let's let's look at the lineups before before uh before Thomas says anything else that we have to Lady Physios and we go again. <laughs> Good God. Uh Paul, starting from the back. Um I can't. I'm I'm still cringing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um Dejan Lovren about to return, a colo out. Bollocks. Um, uh, no, what's, what's what's the likelihood? Uh, no, and I mean, what you know? What do you want? And what's the like? Uh, it's an absolute travesty if Torre is dropped after that. Yeah, it would just make a mockery of all the positives I've just taken from the whole game. <laughs> and well, believe me, I'll be a fucking man on the edge. Like if there's, there, there is surely no way Lovren comes straight back into that team. Yeah, we'll we'll wait until Torre scores another you know ridiculous own goal or something. But he has to play after the well, unless it's for Skirtle, which is what I would do. I would drop Skirtle. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, I think we've got ninety minutes out of out of Torre at left side left side at centre back to look really good. I'm not sure we get 180 minutes of Torre at left side at centre back to make him look really good. Right, and yeah. I think look whether we like it or not, Lovren longer term is is who uh, Roger sees there. So for me, I would play Torre and Lovren, and then when Sarko's fit, you drop whoever's had the poorer run of games. But Skirtle, you know, last night is just covering up for the fact that he is. He's the poison in that backlight. He Jesus is. He's, he a, he's, is the, the, he's the one constant, though, he's over all our years man. of like, shite defending. He's the one constant, and, and nobody seems to fucking spot it, but he's always there. He's like, <laughs> just just there. He is, though. Like, and, and, and the reality is, we, that's got to be addressed. We're never going to have the type of defence that we want until Rogers looks at Skirtle and says, this guy cannot be in my defence. Yeah. If that in the short term means love run, then I would rather short term love run than long term Skirtle. Short term lovering. I, I, I enjoy a bit of short term lovering myself. So I feel it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, about, what about the uh, the fullback position, Sam? Um, uh, I'm going to go back to you again, Paul, to depress well, you further with Glenn Johnson. No, Moreno and Mankeo. Happen? If Moreno and Mankeo doesn't happen. But oh, and Paul's getting mad this week. <laughs> Tune in. <laughs> we we discussed was it was it last week we discussed this that we're looking at it was you Phil St. Johnson's basically the alternate now that basically left or right side depending about oh Phil <laughs> Phil's rocking, rocking in the corner. <laughs> Skirtle's the right, constant buddy. and Johnson's I'll walk the no play <laughs> <laughs> I'll walk and no play I'll walk and no play I'll walk and no play it's very I'll walk and no play and no heavy <laughs> it's very real it's very real isn't it it's a very um, real possibility you know if, if if the two fullbacks don't keep their spots for the weekend it's a strange decision yeah it would be one of those strange decisions yeah. but now Johnson's playing He's not going to start Mankiw in two games. Johnson's playing. Yeah, this is this is this is That's what we're. What, what, what if who does brought you in here tonight? <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, he could play left back. He could just play left back. He could play left back. No, because no, you can't take Moreno out of that team. But he does tend to uh, to rotate Moreno and Mankiw. <clears throat> he does. That's the reality. I, I just, he, I, we don't I have just, a left back. I, I so. just think, you know. Um, 
they've been the best, the positives in the season so far in terms of when we've defended. Yeah, the, the, the two boys. Back, yeah. So we, we're hoping I, to see them both. I just, I, I don't see the, I, I don't see the logic in putting Glenn Johnson back into the team. Mm. However, I don't disagree with Dave, and I'm, I'm just going to refuse that he's going to get back into the team. Oh yeah, let's go with that. I'm not saying he should. I'm saying I think he will. Yeah, but I'm yeah. just refusing to accept. Right, well, that's. <laughs> Let, let's go with your let's even go when with the team sheet comes out he's just going to go nope that's nope. actually Mankey there's, just spelled, there's a typo on the website uh, well, uh, what about ahead of the, 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 the back four then we, we've I think, I, you know, for me I'd, controversially I'd go with Chan Henderson and Allen Chan Henderson and Allen yeah mm. no. no you think no. Allen did enough there to keep his place no or would, it, no. no I don't but I don't. just think I think the, you know in, in, they're the most they're the, of all our midfielders mm. Given that they're going to be up against the likelihood of of who they're facing, Matic, Fabregas, um, Ramirez, Ramirez, yeah, you know, just I would like to put out our most mobile, mobile and technically, yeah, yeah, just and just say, okay, big game. Uh, for once, I'm going to show that is. And now, however, I do think it's going to be Chan Henderson and Gerard that starts it. Well, it is. Oh, you think it'd be Chan? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Is there not a I very, don't know if he'll play Chan. I don't think he will either if, because if, I really want he, him to. Yeah, and he's he's one that he do, really does really likes to rotate, doesn't but he? Yeah. I, if if he starts Lucas Gerard and Henderson, I'll cry. He's not starting Lucas. There's no way he starts Lucas. All I'm saying is, yeah. you know, to, to, well, if, no if, if, I say, if if you see that again, you just you like it, it comes back to learn the lessons from last night. Yeah, well, that's what we need right? to see. And this, like if, if we're talking about the positives, learn the lessons from last yeah. night. I start Chan, Henderson, and. You know, I think he starts Gerard. Gerard is captain, and he he's going start. to start him. Right? Do you know start, what I mean? Yeah. And, and and like, yeah, as as much like as much as Lucas had a good game, depends on how we're going to shape up. But it's much of a muchness in, in real terms, and there's that extra bit of quality that Gerard has when he's on form. And, and, and look, it's not even a question. Last night in his pre, in his press and conference, I, I, he said something about look. I spoke to Stephen, and yeah. uh, we we'd flagged this up, and he was very professional about. But it. I think for Gerard you know. as well, I think for Gerard, it's a big moment. You know, there's the, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's a chance to erase that slip. You yeah. know, you know, if if, yeah. if Gerard has a wonderful game and we win, and you know, it, you know, suddenly we look, str- you know, it gives us that wave of confidence of going in before we went yeah. to the international break, and you know, we've beaten Chelsea, you're coming off the back of a, a decent performance against Real Madrid, Madrid yeah. and then you get that. I just think, you know, this for and Gerard, there's going to be a personal level here that he wants to, you know, erase mm. the memory He'll of last year. He'll also be angry that he didn't play in Madrid. Yeah, that's, that's what you've got to hope for, right? Yeah. Is that. He'd be angry about last year as well. Well, and angry. Yeah. I mean, you've got you know you've got to expect the reaction here. Uh, sorry, Paul. The other thing I was going to say is I, I would play Lucas before I played Alan. I think I think Lucas played better against Madrid, but I would pro- against Chelsea. I would probably play Alan over him. I just think he's. I think Matic would. Well, it depends where he plays Alan. But if I, he plays I, Alan in the ten, that's just stupid. No, I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd play, play Alan. That, that goes, it goes back to I would not play. A four-two-three-one against these, regardless of what we have. Like I, I was saying, yeah. I'd like to see, you know, maybe a, a run at playing a four-two-two-two-two-two-two-two. Two, type. Two. Yeah. No, but like, you know, just yeah, or even the diamond. But I, I want to see Henderson and Jan on the same pitch because I think yeah. you know, going back to the Madic and Fabregas show and, and and even Ramirez, or even if they have Shore or whoever they're playing in there with him, right? You know, I just think those two boys will offset whether it's Lucas or Gerard and it's going to be Gerard right? so it will offset the fact that he can't cover as much ground but those two boys will just go and go and go and they will not they will not like as we were talking about John he will not be one bit faced with a physicality in that Chelsea and side and given Gerard's motivation that is the midfield that most would probably want to see isn't it in terms of like Gerard, Chan and Hendel that's it I, and I've no issue with that midfield yeah that no, would be no, no, but no I think whatsoever. if it's genuinely a meritocracy if, we, if he again we go back to if, he, if he's genuinely standing by what he said last night 
then either Lucas or Jean has to play, right? Yeah. Mm. So, and I would play Jean. But if neither of them play, and Tory doesn't play, and Johnson play, then you know, all of a sudden, I think he's losing a lot over. of goodwill. Then. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? All over. <laughs> well, for me, it is anyway. <laughs> but I would play Jared. Uh, to be honest, I would play Jared anyway in this game, to, just because mm. I think we're going to need him, yeah. lead, you know, emotionally, leadership wise, and I think he'll be angry. No, it's a good point about his motivation. Yeah. It is, it is. Well, what about ahead of that three in the middle? Um, whatever shape it takes, our three most attacking players. Who do we like? Or who do we expect to see? Um, does Does Barini keep his place? Does Balotelli come back in? Do we see a front two? Any if, theories? If, if we're if we're going to diamond, I'll go back to what I've been. Calling for for weeks, which is Sterling and Balotelli. Sterling and Balotelli. Yeah, and then it's who you're going to play in the ten. Yeah, if he plays the three in midfield, then he's playing something like a diamond or something like four three three. In which case, your front three is Coutinho, Balotelli, Sterling, some version of that. Who knows where mm. they start? Just, I don't want know. to see Balotelli isolated. I think if you if you're going to play Balotelli, if if you're not if if you're going to play one up front against Chelsea, right? I don't think it's going to work for a start. But if you play one up front against Chelsea and you play Balotelli on his own, I don't think it's going to make any difference whether it's Newcastle or whoever it is. And I think the same goes for if you play Barini up front on his own and if you play... Um, well, we don't have anyone else. So, uh, uh, yeah. you know, that's that's literally... You know, yeah. I, I, just, I just want to see, for this, put the two up. Okay. Put Sterling and Balotelli And if we front. do, is and our if, number 10 our number 10? Well, I, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd have Coutinho there, and the, but I, I'd like, I would have no issue if Jordan the game, Coutinho and Sterling rotated through yeah. who's playing in the 10 position. So it changes yeah. the focus of how your attack is. But at if times. he plays Jan and Henderson, just as a slight counterpoint, mm. we will have runners from midfield, whereas we don't have that when Alan plays, right? Mm. So if, if Gerrard plays deep and Jan and uh, Henderson, with, let's say nominally he plays Henderson in the 10, and Jean break it from midfield. I think that will support Balotelli because he'll have players around him. Mm-hmm. Whereas we didn't have that against Newcastle. We were just completely toothless, like you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, we could do it to death, but I think we've done it to death. So let's talk about uh, predictions, Paul. How do you see this going? Two mm, one to us. That's that. Uh, that has like a load of asterisks beside <laughs> it. Yeah. John Johnson related. Two one to us. I'm gonna go. Okay, a qualified two one to us. Dave Thomas. I, I don't think I've ever been on this pod and not predicted that we'd win. Um, You're not going to start now, are you? I am. I think I, I think we'll draw two two. A two two draw. Yeah. Okay. I think the I think the Jared factor might be enough. He's a, a massive game in that man. I think it might come, and I think it might be the difference. So I think two one. I'm going to go with Paul on that. Phil. Phil hasn't stopped rocking, by the way. <laughs> I, I I always go with a four 0 loss, but I'm actually scared that it could be a four 0 loss. So I was going to say it's a little too close to the I see where you're going with this. Yeah. However, for some reason, I think we win. Okay. I do. I I, I just have a feeling this week that we win. Do you know sometimes football has a narrative, right? Yep. Um, Chelsea are undefeated all season, and they stopped us in our tracks yep. last season, and now. You know, can we stop them in their tracks this season? And, <clears throat> you know, do we do we get a win like we did against Tottenham just before the international break that sets us up? I don't know. I, I agree. There's there's something in the water that says something in the water. There could be. There a was nice actually uh, the nightmare. Narrative. The nightmares I was having on Monday night. That was chased by this demon called the Lady in the Water, and I was freaked out. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, yeah, just, you yeah. were being chased by a demon. Yeah. <laughs> don't go drinking with Phil. <laughs> don't go drinking with Phil. Yeah, but um, three one. 
You know when you've been tangented. <laughs> <laughs> I am Lou Schwari. You are listening to Trippers Chat. Okay, let's have a little few Trippers Chats because it's that time in the podcast. And we'll start off with one from Dean Corso who suggests a topic in relation to our captain. And he's wondering if it came down to it, yes or no, do you renew Jared's contract and deal and keep him on the same money or do you allow him to leave? What would you do? Is there even a question? And so on. Same money. I assume he's not going to take any less than he's on. <laughs> I, I, he I, is Stephen Gerrard after all. I, 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 I remain... My, my feeling on this is that I think Gerrard would benefit from going somewhere else. Not mm. in England though. But just going somewhere else to experience... Are you trying to come off as a philanthropist who wants the best for Stephen Gerrard? <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly is that what, what you're actually. Doing? Are you seriously trying to sell Lady in the Lake? Are you trying to sell us that? <laughs> um, because I'm not having that. Or else I just made that up. Or maybe, <laughs> maybe I've made this whole podcast up. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me you'd be it'd be good this for him. Matrix is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you think it'd be good for him? Yes, I, I think it is, and I, I think I think all players should at some stage play at a different club to, to you know to see a, a different, just a different vibe to the whole thing. Yeah. If he has any intentions to go into management or coaching at the end, to be stuck in one club with one set of beliefs, etc., 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 going along, you know, it will benefit him to go somewhere else. Okay. To I understand, you know, just to understand, you know, different expectations, different sort of um, ways that te- teams and structures and all work. I just think that that, that, that for me anyway, I, I think it's time for many. I think it's time that Liverpool need to move on as a club without Steven Gerrard at the end of the season. Okay. And I think for him as well, it would be good for him to go somewhere else before he finishes his career. Uh, yeah. That's going to be controversial, kind of a shout out well, Dave, I, would you agree? Do you know what? I, I'm kind of conflicted about it, to be honest with you. I, I think if you could guarantee me he wouldn't go to another club in England, and it was what he wanted, not that he felt shunned by the club or not that he felt like, you know, he wasn't wanted or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, if he did something like Alonso did where he went to Munich or something like that, you know, I'd say, say, Gerald goes to Madrid for a year or something like PSG. that or something like that. You know, I, I'd find it difficult to begrudge him. But there, I, I got to be honest, there is a big part of me that that thinks there's, you know, something epic in seeing him finish his career at Liverpool you know and mm. I think we I think Gerard is one of those players that we will not truly appreciate how good he is as a player and how good he's been for for a few years until after he's gone and we don't have him anymore I think people do outside of the, outside I think even of the, the rea- English I th- League I think even the reaction last night to the fact that Gerard wasn't playing against Real Madrid by a sizable portion of our fan base will tell you mm. that they still see him as Steven Gerrard from seven years ago. Well, what the reaction from the Madrid fans when he was yeah. brought on. Yeah. yeah, but what happens, Paul, if he has a, a, a latter half of the season like we spoke about earlier on, which is as impressive as the last one was? I mean, nobody's going to want to see him go, and it's going to be a, a non-issue then, isn't it? You're going to have an awful lot of people then saying, you know, uh, you keep him, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, that's... A, yeah, because when, when, like, second half second half season, Gerrard is very... Like, he is a very good player, and I think I think he's a... He'd be a really good squad player to have, you know, mm. if his game time is managed properly. So yeah, I, I would keep him. That would be that would yeah. be your, that's the side you come down on. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on. Yeah, what if about he you, stays what? though? What, what about you? Well, I, 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 sorry, I thought I already said it. I, 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 I totally accept what you're talking about with uh, his experience and all the rest of it. But I'm not really interested in Stephen Gerrard, the manager. Now I'm interested in Stephen Gerrard, the player. Now. And there's plenty of time for him to go and coach and go and hang out with different coaches. And it's not like every door won't open to Stephen Gerrard. So as far as I'm concerned, what happens with our football club, with that footballer? And I want to see him playing. And if he, I, I, I'd, I'd like to see him finish 
uh, with us. And I think there's still a slight possibility he might even win a Premier League with us. But there has to be a continuation of what started last night, which is... Where he's not the yes, main man, he's a normal yes. player. Yes, but, yeah. uh, but I think he's still got a chance to have that Brian Robson yeah, title yeah. that he he didn't have for his entire career. Yeah. I think it can happen. So that's that's where I stand. Okay, <clears throat> slightly uh, lighter note on the next one from Paul, who tends to give us lots of questions. A slightly lighter note. Um, video game fans, who would win a fight between Street Fighter characters and Mortal Kombat characters? Well, Mortal Kombat characters would because they have supernatural powers. So there is, you know, very little that Ken and Ryu, <laughs> and, you know. Oh, but they've got their little blue guns. ball that comes out. Yeah, yeah Sub-Zero would destroy them all. What would, <laughs> what would Guile do with his stupid fucking haircut against people who could fire? Nah, not wrong with stupid haircuts, mate. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the best thing about this entire question is you guys might as well be talking about the last episode of Emmerdale. I haven't a fucking clue what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I haven't played... Hipster twat. <laughs> I haven't played either of you. You've never, never played Street Fighter or, or Mortal Kombat. Combat. Neither of them ever. Jesus, that ever. explains a lot. Well, about that, you. I mean, to be fair, what, what does it generation? What does it say about yeah, me? He was a giant freak. To be fair, I mean, his idea of the game fighting was... grounds in the 1840s no, of he, Mortal Kombat. He was a Saint Dawson Wales War of the Worlds. Like, that, was, that was his version of a, on the of a combat game. <laughs> the little cartoon men on the colliery yeah. box. Scared. I ran out into the streets worried about those fucking aliens I had. You know. Remember Kevin Owens in Mortal Kombat? She was with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Was she? No. Actually, Fantastic the fact that John claude Van Damme and Kai Minogue were in the Mortal Kombat film means it wins. Yes. It wasn't. That was a, they were in the Street Fighter film. That's Street Fighter film. Street Fighter wins. <laughs> <laughs> Street Fighter wins. <laughs> Paul, I hope you're happy in, with that. Do you know who was in the Mortal Kombat film was the guy who played Highlander? Um, oh, the French Christopher guy, Lambert. Christopher Lambert, I think, actually. Not the fella from the TV no, series. No, he's Lambert. Hi, Hi, <laughs> What's that? Not the fella from the TV series. No, no, no. From, no, no, from the, the movie actors. Highlander, there can be only Lambert. one. He was American and he had a French accent, remember? And nobody can ever explain it. No, yeah, Scottish. Your man who was in the TV version of Highlander was like the shit Steven Seagal. Do you remember yeah. him? Was there a TV Highlander? Jeez, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's actually pretty recent. He had long hair. It was very Steven Seagal, like he had the trench coat. And the long hair. Where do you stand, Steven Seagal? Is he? Uh, he did is you tell me before? He is the greatest hair. actor of our generation. <laughs> yeah, yes. I've seen you two yes. guys talking yeah. about this before. Oh, he's uh, amazing. I have to say, his range it, of that's acting. the I, biggest load of horse crap I've ever heard in my life. That's Trevor. Trevor. He's very fucking awful. I just trivia. Steven Seagal, clueless man. Have you not seen the range of acting? Do you know the one where he's I in have, China and he I kills have, everyone seen, in I've China? Seen, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, well, right there. Son, is it? That, that's and, an yeah, Oscar then, right there. And then there was the one... It's not Rising And Sun. all the ones where hmm? he was on the Rising boat. Rising Sun was Rising Sun. All the ones on the boat. Under Siege. Uh, Under Siege, yeah. <laughs> Under Siege, yeah. the best. best Under Siege. And then he goes to Russia and he kills everyone in Russia. <laughs> Let's be honest. Steven Seagal is an overweight fucking poor actor lads there's another fucking you know, name who goes in the Dunphy you are clueless man you haven't watched I'm a poor actor you haven't watched Force of Execution it's a fucking no. tour de force yeah, watch, it's just amazing have, have you the seen acting. have you seen Nico which is his best film no, no, no. Under Siege is his best film oh for not, fuck's not sake not the old ones Under, right? Under I've lost a lot of respect for everyone in this room Under Siege 2 doesn't get the credit it fucking deserves 
Alaskan oil is, welds that's fucking trains hang on, hang nuclear on, weapons. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm sorry, that's buddy. That's the best sentence. In the bin. That's the best sentence in the I've bin ever you heard. Go, you have no clue about acting. Stop sh- stop <laughs> what you need is Steven Seagal's new films where the studio has no yeah. input. It's just him <laughs> and his fucking fantasies laid yeah. out on paper. It's the same film every time, every time and it never gets old. That's and the best sentence. Ever shot below the shoulder. The best sentence I've ever heard. It was just being uttered by you. And and the, the he has his quintessential moves the arm break yeah. the throat grab oh, the kick no, in the bollocks no, no, the, no, the, the neck the break the little two inch neck break like the little yeah. twisty thing like he's <laughs> taking mean, the top let's off just go back. And hang on a second and you're saying that he isn't the greatest actor of our generation no I'm agreeing with you now that Under Siege 2 is the most underrated film of all time holy Christ but let's go back to the Under Siege franchise here and the let's number of not. actors that it launched okay Tommy Lee oh, Jones was in God. Under Siege <laughs> Gary Eleniak Gary Busey who, who's in that Under Siege 2 Catherine Heigl's Erica Eleniak from, you don't from know Baywatch, her. right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Tremendous. I don't know her. Tremendous. Tremendous actress. Tremendous. Yeah. Tremendous cake. Does she not get killed in the first scene in that? Okay. But by the way, as an aside, just Google, uh, put into YouTube, Steven Seagal versus testicles. <laughs> just Google it. It's the best video in the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will do that. Next one is again along the same lines. Uh, D- Dave Thomas with your, with your uh, Seagal uh, opinions, you're going to like this. This is from Mike Murrow. And Mike wants to know, what's your favourite movie starring a professional? wrestler he reckons they live with Rowdy Roddy Piper again no, I don't know who the no. fuck that is so. first of all there's the whole no, no. Hulk, <laughs> there's the Hulk Hogan comedy Series. action canon that you've got you know like Mr. Nanny the comedy action canon Suburban <laughs> Commando you know all tremendous tremendous movies God, you're, um, all, you're all wrong in the head well look says oh, your man has never played Street Fight <laughs> <laughs> No Holds Bad where he fights Zeus and Zeus nearly kills his brother that was a very moving piece but actually the, the best film <laughs> Featuring a wrestler is oh actually there's there's loads of good ones. There's the Marine with John Cena, which is tremendous. Um, you're not you're not a Rock fan then. Clearly. Oh, the Rock! I forgot about the Rock. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. he's oh the uh, the rundown with the Rock is uh, is very good. Um, uh, but actually, the best film featuring a wrestler is The Princess Bride with Andre the Giant. Princess Bride. That's, that's a good actually, show. Is actually a that's good actually film. a very yeah. good show. I agree with that. It's not that. It's, it's, it's not a good film. The best film with a wrestler in it is Guardians of the Galaxy. That is a good film, and it does have a wrestler. Who's the wrestler? Dave Batista. He's obviously the, he the, the lad who looks like a wrestler. He doesn't it? talk in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, looks... he went to the Steven Seagal. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Top yeah. professional. Yeah. Yeah. So you're happy with that, Paul? Have you got a chef that can top either I suppose it, depends, it suppose, and also depends on what you regard as a wrestler, because there has been many celebrity wrestlers as well. That's very true. What do you mean, celebrity wrestlers? Mr. T was a, was was in a wrestler match. Oh, what, yeah, what movie Tree, was Rocky Mr. Tree, T? Hulk Hogan's Rocky in there. Yeah. Yeah. Hulk Hogan is in Rocky Three. Yeah. See, it? that's part of the Hulk Hogan canon. For <laughs> 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 sake, oh. I actually feel my brain shrinking. You could you do fuckers. a you could do a whole weekend oh, of God. Uh, films Trev, with Hulk Trev Hogan. Trevor's taking Baz Luhrmann. Not a fucking Luhrmann. Do I look like an old singer? I don't actually don't answer that. Get in the bin. I feel like just get get some cigar movies into this weekend (laughs) and some rest and so and the Hulk Hogan cannon. Steven Seagal on Saturday, Mm. Hulk Hogan on Sunday. I guarantee you'll be a new man. Uh, There's something wrong with you all. Uh, Carl Trotman wants to know what's the heaviest animal you could lift. Please bring us back to earth with some heavy animals. I seen Steven Seagal lift. What could you lift? What could you lift? I'd, I'd have to look at Stephen's guard's technique. <laughs> I believe I could lift a cow. You couldn't lift a cow. I could. Listen, you're from the pale. I know that. You don't. You don't see <laughs> fields. Pale. But 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 a cow is a big thing. It weighs three quarters of a ton. Not when it's far away. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> I see. Okay. Okay. Genuinely, Paul, what's the biggest animal you think you could lift? 
I don't know. Would you manage a sheep? <laughs> I've managed a few. <laughs> uh, what you gonna, probably one of those St. Bernard dogs. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say, I'd, I'd uh-huh. get the, maybe it's a bit kind of awkward, though. He would See, be awkward. You, you need something like that's, you know, kind of small enough to lift, but heavy as well. Okay. Baby hippo. The baby hippo. The baby, baby hippo. hippo. Yeah. The, ba- the baby hippo that he used to tweet. Yeah. Yeah, I loved him. I'm sure we've gone off with <laughs> I'm sure we've all picked up a few pigs in our time. <laughs> <laughs> baby hippo. The hippos are vicious. Very territorial. I wouldn't want to fuck with a hippo. A baby hippo, though. You'd be scared of a baby hippo. That's not very cigar, I'd, is it? <laughs> I'd rather lift up a cow than a hippo. That's all I'm saying. Uh, on the topic of hippos. Trev loves doing triples, chat. I do. Yeah. Really, it's really exciting. The last one is from uh, Charlie, who uh, we were talking to recently, and she's wondering, who is your man crush? Well, after all this talk quiet films. now. After all, yeah, all the talk about the films. So, who's your man crush? Come on. Emery Jean. Emery Jean's your man oh, crush. I, I, I think that's, a co- that's going to be a very common choice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Since the first moment I laid eyes on him. You've always thought. Fucking Taylor Swift song or something. He will be mine. <laughs> not 100% sure I can relate to this man crush business. This is where fellas have gone about Javi Alonso's beard all day, isn't yeah, it? Basically. I, I'm not really I've, getting this. I've been no, a giant. going about Javi Alonso's beard. That's not the problem. Well, you've, just told, you've just told us Emery Chan will Emery be Chan yours. Emery is a much better looking man than Javi You're Alonso. Getting You're getting upset about it now. Alonso is ginger. You're getting upset about it now. And you're telling me. Let me tell you that that's not attractive. Ginger man. Ginger. As a ginger man. As a gingerbread man. Ginger beers are not not a good one. Give me a shed, Paul. Oh, yeah, I was really critical of all the man's man like you oh, know. Oh, Pirlo, Pirlo. So you love Pirlo, fucking, yeah. No, no, I hate all the <laughs> shit that people are like, oh my god, look at He yeah. looks like fucking Lewis Lit out of uh, suits he does, like <laughs> with long hair and a horrible, horrible beard. Suits. Suits Related to a Seamus Agar movie I don't know what you were talking <laughs> about Hogan Tommy Lee Johnson in the siege That's what he looks like yeah. <laughs> Stephen Seagal is an ex-CIA agent <laughs> <laughs> He's a lawyer now <laughs> And he's a real life bounty hunter And he kills all of China yeah. <laughs> and, he was, and he was a sheriff Long story <laughs> short He was a sheriff Go on All that went out the window When I realised like, I'm absolutely in love with Mamadou Sacco And he's just brilliant Mamadou uh, Sacco is yeah. another good show That's brilliant stuff Okay. And he has a big dodgy mohawk like me. Uh, big yeah, shy mohawk. See, he wouldn't be very tender though, would he? Like, you know oh I mean? no. He'd <laughs> fucking lift you around the gap. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you both imagining your man crush has to have sexual relations with you? I don't understand this. Phil, who's your shit? <laughs> what type of crush doesn't have? <laughs> <laughs> what kind oh, of life sorry. are you living? Uh, I'm just being all innocent and coy here. So who, who, who would you go with? Benedict Cumberbatch. What the fucking fuck? No, How, fucking weird. Why? Do you like his character in Sherlock or what? Yeah. Is that what you are? Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> I wish people could see your face right now, like how excited you are. Seriously, is, we've got some serious pupil dilation going on here. <laughs> Andy was in Star Trek. Star Trek? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else is he in? I've sure. never watched any of that I'd actually shit. go with a Star Trek show as well. I'd go with the, Leonard o- o- the old, the old uh, Leonard William Shatner back in those days. Very good looking man. Yeah, Very before he got the wig. Nice hair. Yep. Ted Danson. Ted Danson. <laughs> Good God, that's right. Yeah, Ted Danson. He's, he'd always wanted. He'd always look at Ted Danson in CSI now. What's wrong with him? Uh, look, forget that now. That, he doesn't exist now. Elvis but, was a good-looking man back yeah. in the day. Stephen Seagal. Elvis was a good-looking man. A few decent tunes as well. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, Steve, Stephen Seagal. Stephen Seagal. Yeah, yeah, got three in a row. Solid choice. And, and he'd be... Pr- <laughs> he'd be <laughs> solid choice. <laughs> he would guarantee to protect you. Exactly. You'd yeah, feel yeah. safe with Stephen. 
Oh, Steve, what's your he mom? Always, he, always well, he, he, always like, he always He'd always be warm because he has the blanket right up to his neck <laughs> <and> his <laughs> And he'd always have a spare jacket for you. <laughs> <laughs> you keep in the jacket. <laughs> like, he's all right in it. <laughs> I've just got to kill China. I'll be back in a <laughs> Can I come? Yeah, come on, come on. Stay in the jacket, will you? Yeah, grand stuff. Hold on to the back of my neck. It's grand. I only need one arm. <laughs> I don't even need to kick anymore. They won't be expecting me. <laughs> Last time I was here, happy days. <laughs> Fucking pile of piss. They're all dead. I killed them. I left two for Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> There's only about five left. Here's my mate Hulk Hogan. You know, in the movie, he, it, the foreigner, he kicks someone in the bollocks and they're dead. Like, they fall into a river after he kicks <laughs> them in the bollocks, but they're dead. Like, Finish with a very brief admin. Um, as usual, Irish listeners who want to play football should come and do so at Astro Park. You can book your pitch time at astropark.ie. Um, get onto our website that is lfcdaytrippers.com for various reasons just do your day trippers tonight were Paul Brennan Dave Thomas Phil Casey and myself Trev Downey <laughs> uh, right yeah. I've got <laughs> what is that it's just yeah I've got five right? do you not remember when Hierro did an advertisement back for the 94 World Cup I do I just know it was it a is. train you have the most ridiculous fucking memory I swear to god the Shit references he comes up I yeah. swear it was, to god it was but the, you can't remember films he was advertised he was advertised the uncle in law <laughs> your man the fella who was in the mafia <laughs> the fella who was at the top of the mafia you know your man's had missed the penalty the da <laughs> the da the da the da the da yeah. um, no the hero right had was advertising the blades oh, we for Adidas <laughs> that weren't Predators and the advertisement for it he was in the Spanish jersey it was the 1994 World Cup and he was running down the train tracks and he turns into a train get the fuck out of here yeah I thought it sounded and he goes that's not me hero hero fucking hell no. I thought that sounded for me but I definitely don't know that right or else I made that up however I <laughs> <laughs> Modern leaders, it's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you. Engineered to a higher standard. The human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Have you tried the Name Your Price tool yet? It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to find a rate that works for you. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive. Get your quote today at Progressive.com and see why four out of five new auto customers recommend Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Social Podcast Network.